<clears throat> nobody. 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 Nobody rage short stories. Hey everyone, I'm Jeremy. And I'm Megan. And you're watching Nobody Reads Short Stories, Cranky Edition, where writers talk about writing. Yes, and this is an exciting Cranky Talk because it's our last one before oh. we start season two next week. Huzzah! I don't know why I was in mourning. I guess I just like talking to you, Megan, but stories are exciting, short stories. That's Well, we'll still be able to talk next week. So next, next week, um, Monday, October 12th, 2020, we are, will be the season premiere of season two of Nobody Read Short Stories. So we'll have full stories read by wonderful actors. Um, as we mentioned before, we've, we've upgraded. And we, so um, we're now gonna be able to bring in actors so you don't have to listen to Jeremy and I read all the stories and all the voices. We're gonna get professionals to do it. Um, so that's great for you guys. Uh, so. Just a warning, next week uh, will be a little bit longer, but we are debuting on Nobody Reads Short Stories, Jeremy's short story, The Gatherings. So Ooh. make yourself a cup of tea or a hot toddy, whatever you prefer, and uh, join us. Make sure that you join us next week. And it's on the longer side of short stories. So like procrastinate all your cleaning and stuff so you can get it all in there while you're listening to this story. Oh, I don't yeah. know why I Aud went into John Wayne. <laughs> audio podcasts or audiobooks are the best thing to, to do while you're cleaning or doing chores. All right. So Ready? the last cranky only edition. All right. Here we go. Cranky, cranky. All right. So uh, I'm excited to talk about this book tonight. It's called uh, My Brilliant Friend by Elena Ferranti. I, it's the first book of a quartet of books that she wrote. And Jeremy has the first book here. He's holding up the cover. It's uh, My Brilliant Friend. And there's um, a woman and a man getting married with kids behind them for those who are listening on the podcast. And this is the story of two young girls growing up in 1950s Naples, and it spans decades, and it's all about the trials and tribulations of their lives and their friendship, and uh, really at the heart of the story is their very tight but sometimes tumultuous relationship and how they kind of fall in and fall out of each other's lives. And one of the things that I really enjoyed about this book and that really hooked me in was how information is distributed in the book. Like when we first meet these girls, they're 10 years old, they're very young. And so the, the, the world of the book is very narrow because you know when you're a child, you only kind of know your own neighborhood, you know your parents, you know your family, you know your friends, and you don't really know anything else about the rest of the world. So, but as the farther you get into the book, the more you hear little snippets about the war, you hear snippets about the rest of the country and about um, the rest of the world about what is what is happening as they grow older and their their view becomes larger. And I think that was very engaging for me as a writer because it really made me think about how to use mm -hmm. perspective with your main character and um, think about how to dole out information. Would you say? Jeremy? Yeah, I, I think one of the most brilliant things about it, and we talked about this a little bit before, 
Um, I said that these books are like one book, like one large book. And just imagine there's another one. I actually had it in, um, had it in my Kindle. Yeah, yeah, I'm holding up all four books, but it's like one book um, and you're just following the characters as they grow up. It's exactly what Megan said. And uh, for those people who started this book and they might not have been able to get into it, my mom, um, I feel like you have to get past the 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 point where they're children something about them being children i don't know why it felt so slow to me and you said megan that you felt it was slower too the story starts getting interesting once they have bonded and they're no longer enemies well they're always kind of enemies and best friends that's also another one of the interesting things about it but give this book a little bit of time to get into like more time than you usually would because just, just picture that it's not just this book you're reading, you're going to be reading the whole series. And I feel like that in itself is like a book, right? Isn't that what you said? She actually yeah. said in an interview? Uh, yeah, uh, I read a, an interview with Elena Ferrante, who's kind of this enigmatic author who like doesn't do any kind of TV spots or anything like that. And nobody really knows who she is. And she mentioned that she um, sees the four books as one long novel that they just cut up into four pieces to, to sell that way. Um, but it really is like you reading these books, you're forming a relationship with these two women. And that's not something that can just happen over the course of 50 pages. I feel like you have to give it some time because these, especially in the beginning, these, these girls are growing up and and they're 10 and they're 11 and they're 12 and they're growing up. And so I, I think it just the course, the natural course of growing up can make it a little difficult to form relationships um, or to, to like listen to 10 year olds or 11 year olds talk about their everyday lives might be a little uh, difficult, but uh, the, I just love how, how they talk about how she talks about the, the violence and the fear of death when they're kids. Like one of the things that she does mention, she Death says, is so real in the piece. Death is like, so real. It's just like, like it's like, I mean, it, it's just so hard to fathom that they don't know if they're going to live like day, day in, day out. Like it's so dangerous in that. In that neighborhood. Yeah, they're growing up in, in, a, in, a, in a poverty stricken neighborhood of Naples and Italy in the 1950s there's not a lot of money, there's not a lot of choices, especially for women. And so there's always this like constant fear of violence and they see people dying from disease and they see people dying from hitting their heads and not having like the education or the access to doctors to be treated correctly. And, you know, women dial in childbirth and- Childbirth, yeah. Right, but as it as it moves along, you it really- Again. Start Cranky didn't yeah. start. Do you want to cheat Cranky a little bit? Uh oh, did I forget? Oh no. This is the first time this has happened. Cranky Megan had... was really excited about this book and she tried to cheat the system. Oh my gosh, I did. I wanted to talk about Cranky for like, I wanted that's to. That's so funny. If that's Mark so funny. hadn't noticed, we would have talked, <laughs> talked to you guys for an hour. Okay, okay. Cranky's on now. So we've got like three minutes left. Okay, great. Right. Okay. Yeah. Good job, Mark. Mark is our producer and our man of many hats, and he just saved the day so that he Jeremy could get babble on for like 20 minutes. Well, he saved you all because we would have had a great old time. 
Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm kind of upset for us that Mark pointed it out. Because we could have read the book to them. We really could have. Started reading it. They really would have liked it. Um, But another thing I wanted to say was that I really gravitated toward the the relationship between these two women. I think it was so special. And what what I saw that was different in this book about female relationships that I don't often see in a lot of um, books about women's relationships is just how important this friendship is to them. Even if they hate each other, even if they don't always like each other, there's something about the way that they know each other. That's, that's not comparable to any other romantic relationship, familial relationship, any other type of relationship that they have. And to me, that's something that I think a lot about, about how important my female relationships are and how like hurtful it is when you feel like you're being pushed out or, or that relationship is strained or forgotten or dismissed because of some other relationship that's come into that person's life. And, but you, you feel how, how strongly connected you are to that friend and, and, and how they incite your mind and they incite your heart and, and they like, bring out parts of yourself that you might not see or, or get to um, think about with your, with a romantic partner, like the romantic partner might not bring that part out of you. Um, It's, it's really true to real life, like friendships, because you can't, you can't put somebody in like a box and say, this is who they are to you. Like these women, what's really intriguing with this piece is these women are best friends, but at the same time, I, I can't even explain. Sometimes like they really want to just kill each other, you know, like they're really frustrated with each other. There's a power play. This has some of the the most epic power plays I've ever seen, like the subtle power plays where one character ends up doing better than the other one. Like usually one is doing better than the other. And just how they deal with that. Like they're competition for each other and they like it, but also hate it at the same time. Like you can't put either of them in a box. They're both very dynamic characters. And I love, what's what's the best friend's name? I know that we, um, I haven't read this in a while. What's we her follow, name? We follow um, Elena, who's, Elena. The main, who's the main character and whose who's brain we're in during the books. Um, but her friend is Leela. I love Leela. Like Leela is so fascinating to me because I didn't like her at the beginning, but she's like, one of the things I really liked about it was she's like this ugly duckling in the the beginning pages like everybody says that she's ugly and she grows into this beauty right and what's really fascinating to me is how she uses it to her advantage um and also even though she uses it to her advantage she's this brilliant woman that could have like if it was a different time period like been successful without having to go to that and she she doesn't even care about being pretty everybody else around her that's the thing that they care about um, it's so frustrating because like, had she been in a different time period, she would have, well, I don't want to give anything away, but it's, it's a power struggle between two women. Dang it. We could have talked and more. Really quickly. I do want to mention that not only is it a power play between two women, it's a power play between women and societal norms and yes. the patriarchy yes. and all of that. So I, I highly recommend it. So good. 
All right, so this completes our final cranky talk. Hiatus before we start season two. Jeremy's making a face. I don't. I don't know. I know just why? Like this is exciting. I don't, I don't know like that. endings. <laughs> but I'm okay with the beginning. Beginning. Um, so if you haven't already, please go to our YouTube page and like and subscribe. Um, make sure that you set notifications so that you will never miss an episode of Nobody Read Short Stories. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook if you're into social media. If you are a Twitter person, you can please show us some Twitter love using the hashtag nobody uh, in RSS podcast. And Jeremy is going to um, show you off our Nobody Read Short Stories merchandise. So if you go to our website. So I can put clothes on. <laughs> If you go to our website, nobodyreadshortstories.com, you can order your own Nobody Read Short Stories uh, merchandise. Jeremy right now is, um, is holding up our pillow. He's wearing a mask. So you can not only keep yourself and your family and everyone else safe, but you can also show your love for Nobody Reads. Yes. And did we mention our websites already? We did not. Why don't you take it <laughs> Let's away? do that. So I have a website and it's called jeremyraystories.com. And if you subscribe to that guy, then that guy, I don't know why I just said that guy, but if you subscribe to the website, you will get micro stories every week. And they're really great. Like I enjoy reading them every week and they take like 30 seconds. So, you know, it's, you can do it while you're doing anything else. And Megan has a website too. It's meganamorrison.com. Anytime she has updates and oh, will she have updates? She will let you know. Yes, that's right. And uh, so please visit our website, check out the merchandise. If you're feeling a little generous and you want to donate to the arts, there's a button there for you to send us a little cash if you're if you're feeling it. If not, that's cool too. Uh, we just want to thank everybody for all their support for season one and throughout um, Cranky Talks hiatus time. And we're so excited to start season two next week. So we cannot wait to see you then. All right. Bye, everyone. Thank you for Bye. listening. Thank you. No one reads short stories anymore. I really don't know what they're written for. Go write a short story and throw it out the door. Because no one reads short stories. Funny, sad, or gory. No one reads short stories anymore. Yes, no one reads short stories.